they're doing a Amazon two pack with Hook and Danhausen as well. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Nice. I'm glad you're my backup, man. <laughs> this other guy. <laughs> I love every him. week I listen. I'm like, you need good backup, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy in the upper left-hand screen. I love him to pieces. I do. And sometimes I don't know about him. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm asleep at the wheel. I'm sorry. I'm very old. He's an EVP of this podcast, but he doesn't know how to manage a target. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was part of the CM Punk. I, I Thank you, Jeff. I got it. Does he share a bank account with his mom? Not anymore. Just last week, I heard the, the the reference, and I was like, that's it for me. I'm not doing this anymore. DM Punk doesn't like it. I'm out. Mom, get your name off my checks. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that a Jungle Brother? It's going to be Jeff. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Made sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 346 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff. <laughs> I like that, Jeremy. <laughs> Sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, joining us this week, and I kind of spoiled it there, is the one, the only, one of our longtime listeners and one of our longtime good friends is Jeremy Conrad. Jeremy, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. Dream come true to be on here. I'm, I'm, you listen to two guys talk about wrestling figures for 300 plus episodes, and then <laughs> sausage is made, and it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> We're pulling back the curtain a lot tonight, so you're going to see how the uh, sausage is made now. <laughs> oh. That's what she said. All the said. secrets. Oh, my God. All right. He's starting already. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're not. I got into a backstage fight on Sunday night. I'm still riled up from it. Did Meltzer rate it yet? Not yet. But okay. you and I went to a card show. We got pulled aside into the back. We got cornered by three EVPs. And, dude, it just went chaos. Dude. <laughs> it was crazy. What kind of muffins did you guys eat? Uh, dude, those muffins were hella good. <laughs> <laughs> They were just hostess, spoiler alert. They were keto friendly. <laughs> Jeremy, are you got any Disneyland or Disney World trips coming up? Uh, actually, as we record right now, my wife and daughter are planning to go to Disney World without me next week. Oh, dude. Right? Um, I couldn't get the week off because I'm taking so much other time off from work this year for other things. But um, we're planning on going again in November. Uh, she's an author. And she has a book signing down in Disney World. So we get to go down there a couple times a year. It's, you know, it's a privileged life, I guess you could say. Well, promote the book. Let us know what the book is. And she is a romantic, uh, dark romance author. Her name is Sam Mariano. Um, I don't know how many wrestling figure podcast listeners want to read those, but, uh, you know, everybody, <laughs> everybody has a significant other. So check her out on Amazon. Okay, sweet, man. That's right awesome. On. I'm yeah. glad to hear she's going to be doing that book signing down at Disney World. And do you still run your own shop? I do. I run a comic book shop in uh, beautiful Menor, Ohio. It's called Comics and Friends. Uh, we just got our approval to carry Mattel figures, so we're going to be we're ordering ordering Elites and Ultimates. Um, and yeah, 
that that should be pretty exciting. I've been trying to get something done with that for a couple of years now, and it's finally going to happen. That's great. Are you going to have like a pre-order set up on a website or anything, or is it strictly in-person purchase? Pretty much just in person. Like if gotcha. you message if you message me, I can take care of you. But um, our inventory is actually not on a website. We prefer that you walk in and actually talk to us. Gotcha. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And uh, say the toy sh- store again. Uh, Comics and Friends in Menor, Ohio. Justin from last. He might. I think he's come in before. I think I recognize him from being in there. He wouldn't have known who I was. But Justin, if you're listening, come visit me. <laughs> <laughs> you got a new spot to buy figures, Justin. <laughs> Just do a Google search for comics and friends. Well, I feel like we got your plugs out of the way, but do you have any other plugs you want? Uh, only other thing I'd say is um, I'm on Twitter at Jeremy Ohio and I'm not on there as often as I used to be because uh, Twitter kind of sucks, but uh, word that's yeah, that's where I share my links to articles. I write for bleedingcool.com. And what articles are you writing nowadays for bleeding cool? Um, I cover collectibles and I am also a film reviewer and blogger. Okay. Any films that you're excited about coming up? Um, actually going to the fantastic fest horror film festival in Austin, Texas in a week. Ooh. And then I should have a couple, I should be reviewing the new Hellraiser movie. I get to view that early pretty soon. Nice. And uh, my review of that should be going up in about a week and a half. What about Clerks 3? I see it on Monday, I believe. Okay, I'm jealous. Yeah, so I, I think it's Monday. It's either Sunday night or Monday. I'll let you know what I think. When does that actually come out? Like, what's the street date for that? I believe next week is when they're doing the Fathom events for it. Okay. Because it's not getting a general release. They're only doing Fathom event screenings to start with. Oh, okay. Pretty good success, so it wouldn't shock me if they did a full theatrical release. Oh, okay. Got it. So is it is it going to be one of those things where it's like a Fathom event and then all of a sudden it's just on one of the streaming platforms? Yeah. Is that's that kind of... Yeah. All right, Jeff. Looks like we're going to hang out and watch Clerks 3 on one of the streaming platforms. F and A. Let's do okay. it. All right. I'm in. <laughs> all right. Uh, everybody knows where to find our shows, where to get our shirts. If you have any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all, send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. I like how Jeremy was singing along with it. <laughs> You're a regular road dog, dude. You people singing <laughs> along with you, taking your breaths. I know all the hits. When when I listen to you guys, <laughs> like every week when the when the bumps come on, I'm like fist bumping. I, I, I you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Thank you. You, you know what's funny <laughs> is I've been getting messages. A lot of people want to use the nostalgia segment theme for like TikToks and other little quick shorts, like YouTube shorts or something. They're like, hey, can I just use a quick thing for the nostalgia segment and i'm like all right if you want to it's not copyrighted so go for it yeah yeah charge royalties i guess so dude I, well bane should because bane just did it for us yeah so. bane made it yeah that's so right bane should get all the royalties so kudos Great to job. bane yeah jeremy what you've been collecting lately i actually just started overhauling my collecting room in here i just got into mythic legions um from the four horsemen studios and that's sucking up a lot of my dollars right now but you know gi joe classified i've got everything through the tomax and zaymont wave wow you're so you're going completion on that one then yep i've got wow impressive i've got outback and the python patrol viper and bad over here already from the cobra island set yeah holy crap dude outback jack 
Not there's Outback the Jack. Oh. <laughs> there's the Viper. There's the Bat. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, I don't fool around when it comes to G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I actually canceled my Outback because they're coming out with the one that's more true to the original. Like yeah. 87 Outback. So I canceled yep. the Cobra Island one and I'm going to wait for the other one to come out because it's kind of coming down. And we've been talking about this the last few weeks, but it's coming down to ones I actually collected are the ones that I want in the classified. So I've gone way far away from being a full completion on that set. Yeah, no, I can understand that. Look, Outback is my all-time favorite Joe. So I yeah, needed, he's badass. Yeah, he, I needed every version of Outback. Besides that, you know, I've actually really cut down on my wrestling. I'm basically just buying Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, and Triple H at this point. Oh, wow. You've actually narrowed it down to like names, just a few specific names. Yeah, I was collecting everything for a long time, but space and yeah, yeah, like like you guys have talked about before, the modern the modern wrestlers. While I enjoy their work, they just don't grab me like a lot of the older guys. Right. I just don't need to have everything anymore. And obviously, you're you're not an MOC guy. You've got a bunch of opened up figures behind you. Oh, like no. you're a full like rip that package open, get that bad boy out. Most of the time, I am. Uh, not even out of the parking lot. I'm already ripping the figure <laughs> Nice. Mm. <laughs> Poor Jeff is wincing. <laughs> oh, but I have a buddy, Tom. Whenever he finds something for me at the store, he'll bring it to the shop and I'll be like, hey, thanks. And I rip it open in front of him and he oh. just gets oh. so mad. Oh, man. Oh. It's like eating Taco Bell and your just nose winces up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you better stop, dude. <laughs> what? Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Liar. I know. I'm not. Uh, uh, Jeremy, you might actually enjoy this. So Scott, what did you think of the signings on Sunday? Oh, I, I had a blast. And obviously you're referencing the, uh, the Bo Jackson, Ricky Henderson, Jose Canseco. Gosh, who else was there? Bolitnikoff, Frank um, Thomas, Frank Thomas, Marcus, Marcus Allen, Marcus Allen. Yeah. They had some Raider greats there. Uh, some Oakland A's greats, man. That was just, it was awesome you know, getting to meet these guys. I had never met Jose Canseco, but he's one of my favorite ballplayers of all time. You know, Mattingly's number one. He's my all-time favorite. But man, in the 80s, because we were at all those A's games, we watched Jose Canseco chase 40-40. And again, this is this is a wrestling figure podcast. We won't cover baseball too much. Just talking about growing up memories kind of thing. But we, we watched Jose so much, he became probably my favorite 80s player. And getting to meet him for the first time, in 2022, I mean, gosh, we're talking 30 plus years since he accomplished that feat. We were at all those live games, um, getting to meet him all these years later was just, it was such a treat. And he was in a great mood, joking around with kids, joking around with adults. Uh, his line moved pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, great getting to meet Jose. And then Ricky Henderson, just, we talk often about how there are some of the greats in wrestling that you want to meet, like Kevin Owens, uh, like how great it was to meet Roddy Piper because of the time they took you paid for their autograph, but damn it, they were going to give you their time. They were going to give you their attention and they were going to make sure you had an experience. That was Ricky Henderson. He yeah. took his time with every fan that came to his table. He was talking to the kids. He was shaking hands. He was taking free pictures when they weren't supposed to. He was just so, so great with all of his fans. If you ever have a chance to meet Ricky, go out of your way to do it. It's expensive. Maybe do a photo or something, but he's what a great guy. Ricky was loved it. Loved every minute of that show. Yeah. He was shaking babies, kissing hands. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) exactly. But dude, how great was that bobblehead that that guy had in front of us in the Ricky line? How do you even explain that thing? Well, everybody has seen, if you follow baseball, you've seen that iconic shot of Ricky when he stole the record breaking base 
standing there holding the base above his head with both arms up in the air. And it's that iconic shot. Some dude custom made. How big was that thing? Two and a half feet tall? It had to be two and a half feet tall. But what he did is they did a, at the Oakland Coliseum, they did a Ricky Henderson bobblehead day. Of that specific bobblehead. Of that specific moment where he held up the base and he's looking up to the sky and all that stuff. This guy 3D printed that bobblehead and blew it up to two feet. Yeah. It had a green base. Yeah, it was all custom painted too after that. Exactly. When he got up to Ricky, Ricky signed the base in white paint pen. To pop off of the, because the base was black or it was dark green. It was dark green. It was dark green for the ace colors. Right, dark green. And he signed a white paint pen and that thing looked amazing. Yeah, it, it popped so well. And he had mentioned, because we got to talk into him as we often do with these shows. Uh, we got to talk to talking to him about the bobblehead and he was considering gold. And I believe it was Ricky that suggested white. And yeah. you and I were both like, dude, we would have gone white right off the bat, but like Ricky saved you on that one because white, it just popped. And it was such a nice signature. And he inscribed man of steel, S-T-E-A-L, underneath his name. And that thing, God, I, I think he said he paid 250 bucks for it. Yeah. I was thinking five or six with the quality on that thing. And it was all hand painted. He had the sunglasses on. It was just, it was a perfect capture of that moment. And it's the most unique Ricky Henderson piece I've ever seen. Yeah. Jeremy, I know that you're a big baseball fan. And did you ever collect any starting lineups back in the day? I did. Um, I was born in 84. So my toy collecting started a little bit later than some people, but yeah, I had, I had every Indian I can get my hands on my, my all-time favorite when I was a kid was Corey Snyder. Oh yeah. Corey Snyder. So, um, I, one of my earliest memories was uh, my dad taking me to the Galleria mall in downtown Cleveland to meet Corey Snyder. And we got the starting lineup signed. Oh, awesome. You still have it? I do, but he signed, it was with pen. Cause we didn't have Sharpies. Oh yeah. My dad didn't know anything about any of this. Of course. Yeah. So he took me and he signed the card in with like a ballpoint pen. And then he took a picture with us and it's like, did, do you guys watch Parks and Rec at all? I've watched a couple episodes. Okay. The Ron Swanson character. If you look at the picture, he looks so grumpy in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> he, looks, he looks like Ron Swanson and I'm standing there like, very uncomfortably and my dad's looking like oh i wish i was anywhere but here right now but i'll (laughs) I'll always remember that because that was my first like meeting a hero type moment was awesome Corey snyder it was awesome now was your dad a baseball fan is that how you got into it my mom actually is the bigger base my dad's a yankees fan okay respect (laughs) yeah respect but my mom my mom actually is the big baseball fan she can recite every opening day lineup for the Indians slash guardians going back into the, like the early seventies. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. She's the one who got me in. And we went to opening day every year for 17 years in a row. Wow. 17 years until she hurt her knees pretty bad. So we skipped in like 2017. We haven't been back since. Oh, gotcha. That's funny because our Jeff and I have the same situation. Our mom was the huge sports fan. Our dad, doesn't even care about sports he could just he could completely do without it if it dropped off the face of the earth he'd be a happy camper he wouldn't even care (laughs) our mom is the huge like football baseball like those are her jam modern day like she's big into basketball because of the warriors but growing up she took us to a's games all the time 
So that that's just funny that you mentioned that your mom is the bigger sports fan than your dad because we are the same exact boat. It sucks that she was a Warriors fan in uh, 2016 when our <laughs> this is two weeks in a row, dude. Two weeks, two weeks in a row. <laughs> uh, I was listening to that last week and just cracking up. Did you get the painter's cap as well? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, my dad was actually the one who introduced me to wrestling because I remember him. They would get everybody together to watch the Tyson fights on pay per view, uh-huh. and, okay. and the same friends would come over. And they would watch wrestling on Saturday nights. And that's how I got into it. I had, I or else I would have never got into wrestling properly. And I wouldn't even be here with you guys right now. Wow. That's crazy. So your dad was the wrestling fan. Dad was the wrestling fan. Okay. So did he go way back with it? Or was it something that he just started watching in the eighties when it blew up? He started watching when it blew up in the eighties. Okay. I don't remember. I remember it being on, like I said, I remember those parties in that. But um, my first big wrestling memory was ordering. So we it was a big deal. We got SummerSlam '91 on pay per view because I saved up for weeks to get it. Nice. And, uh, you picked a good one. Bret Hart, Mister Perfect, is yes. be a wrestling fan for the rest of my life. Yeah. Boom! That's that's oh, so great. I love to hear that. Now, did your dad ever take you to any house shows when they would come to Cleveland? Funny enough, no, because right after we ordered SummerSlam 91, he didn't like how they had Jake and the Undertaker attack Macho Man at the wedding. Oh. <laughs> and he stopped watching complete. He never watched it Wow, that's what did it. Yeah, and he, he used to yell at me and my little brother for hours. He'd be like, I can't believe you watched that garbage and all that still. <laughs> to this day, he cannot stand wrestling all because Jake the Snake ruin macho man and miss elizabeth's wedding it's hilarious <laughs> that is random but interesting <laughs> yeah I, I it doesn't make any sense but he just decided right then and there it wasn't the programming he calls it quote unquote that he wanted his kids to watch well at least he didn't forbid you from watching it no he still bought us the pay-per-views when he could and stuff gotcha. but like we watched most wwf pay-per-views on like the scrambled pay-per-view channels all of our lives we would just listen to the com that's why i'm such a big commentary guy we had nothing but the commentary we never had the pictures so steve fontas from the positively pro wrestling podcast always tells this one story i think it was royal rumble 94 but what he used to do is he had a tv set up downstairs where he could listen to the commentary but obviously it was scrambled, so he couldn't watch it. But he would have a Nintendo or Sega Genesis or something lined up, some video game console lined up next to it with another TV. So he would sit down with his soda and he was sitting down with his food and he was kicking on the video game system and he's looking over and he goes, wait a second, that's not scrambling. He's like looking there and he goes, wait a second, that's not scrambling. So he like bolted upstairs, grabbed a VHS tape, threw it in and hit the record button. I think it was Royal Rumble 94. He'll have to correct me, but it he got to watch that for free because it never scrambled. Wow. Uh, he said that was like one of the greatest days of his life. <laughs> it's better than a jackpot, man. Only one time that ever happened was with the wrestling pay-per-view, but it happened once when I was watching, I think it was like Ghost Dad with Bill Cosby. You guys remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, got to, I got to watch it like two and a half times and then it re-scrambled. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that sucks. It couldn't have been SummerSlam 92. It had to be Ghost Dad. Yeah, right? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, one thing I did want to point out, last week we were talking about the Red Card Series with Justin Summers, and I mentioned that The Undertaker graded sold for under $3,300. Oh, 
Well, I want to thank Mike the Cleaner, who will be on in a couple of weeks. I want to thank Mike the Cleaner. There is a website that he goes to. It's 130point.com. And they actually show you what the item sold for. So you know how eBay crosses it out, but it doesn't show you what yeah, it's like for. the best offer scenario. This one does. So he sent me a screenshot of what that undertaker sold for. That undertaker that was graded, it was at 85, 85, 90, sold for $1,800. That guy accepted an offer that was $1,500 less than his original offer. Is that how steeply they've dropped? Oh, yeah. Wow. Figures are coming down, dude. I guess they are, which you had actually said was going to happen, Jeff. The writing was on the wall. I mean, it was basically, okay, we're in a pandemic. Everybody's sitting on their couch. Everybody's going to jump into the toys that they grew up with. Hey, I want this Ricky Steamboat LJN. I'm going to start bidding on it. And the next thing you know, prices skyrocket. Okay. As things start to lift, as the pandemic starts to subside, everybody's going back out. Everybody's got vacations. Everybody's money's going elsewhere. Exactly. And guess what happened? Prices drop. So it was so easy to call. Like you knew it was going to happen. But is that next bump going to be higher? And I think we've talked about this too. When it goes up again, is it going to be that same level it was at? Or is it going to go even above what that was? We'll see. Time will tell. Yeah. I, I don't know if it'll ever hit that that peak again. I I don't know, man. That That's hard to say. The fact that the red card Bret Hart sold for $1,200 on an eBay auction still blows my mind. And then we just read it off last week. The last sold was $300. It wasn't, yeah, even, it yeah. wasn't even the highest in that series when I was reading off the red cards. I think it was right. Luger who sold for $379. That was the highest. Right. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things like nostalgia became such a big thing during the pandemic where people were just wanting to reconnect with stuff they grew up with. That's why the toy boom, right? But are we ever going to have something like that again where nostalgia just kicks in? And I'm not just talking with wrestling figures. I'm talking with any kind of toys. You know, I wonder if it's ever going to achieve the, that level again. I just don't see it happening. I really don't. I don't. The kids nowadays, they would rather watch something on their tablet or their phone. They don't have that nostalgia. Well, I mean, well, as I said, time will tell, but they don't really play with toys anymore. Yeah. You know, their focus is elsewhere. Right, right. I'll use Peyton as an example. What was the toy that she loved when she was a kid? Littlest pet shops, LOLs, brats. If those come back in 30, 40 years, is Peyton going to have that nostalgia? Or is she going to remember dance? Or is she going to remember, you know, what is going to be that nostalgic feeling for her? Yeah, good question. I don't know. But she does get the nostalgia now because she played with um, Monster High when she was growing up. Her sister did as well, Alana. Mm -hmm. And so Peyton has a real strong attachment to Monster High and Monster High is actually making a comeback now. And Peyton's like all in on those dolls. Oh, okay. She wants all of them. So that already is kicking in for her because she remembers playing with them as a kid. Now she doesn't want to open them. She wants to have them on display or whatever, but she still wants to collect them. But she also wants to go back and get some of the older ones that she had when she was younger. I mean, she's only 13, but like stuff she had when she was like three or four years old, she wants to go back and get some of that stuff. Jeremy, did you grow up with LJNs or Hasbro's? My first figures were, my first wrestling figures were Hasbro's. I didn't have a lot of them. We didn't have a lot of money back then. Mm-hmm. So I, I got like Bret Hart. I got Shawn Michaels because they were my two favorites. And that was pretty much all I had. Um, and But then the first wrestling figures, I remember going to the store and seeing on the store pegs and that were bone crunchers. One other thing I wanted to kind of bring up from last week was regarding Nate's question. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> he texted me on Sunday. And he said, king and occupation, question mark. I don't know about that. I feel that's more of a birthright or a title. 
Debatable, I agree. Let's get let's get Charles on the phone. <laughs> let's get him on the phone. He can explain this. But personally, I'm feeling a little silly going into career day talking about how I want to be a king. <laughs> <laughs> but an alligator skinner is fine. <laughs> we'll get into that as well. <laughs> okay, good. He said it was really fun hearing your answers. Completely agree. Razor was a throwaway and a hell of a stretch. So regarding Skinner, he said, oh, I almost missed Skinner. At first I passed right over him and said, that's not a job, alligator man. But I started thinking of the Tiger King and how are these people that do like alligator shows and then took it literal that if he skins alligators and sells their skins for the boots and stuff, I guess that'd be a job. Okay. Uh, I take it you're still not agreeing with Skinner. (laughs) Well, let's do this. Jeremy, you are the guest tonight. Is Skinner an occupation or was Skinner an occupation? Based on an occupation. Based on an occupation. Um, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Only because most of the box of gimmicks characters were occupations. Okay. Sorry, Scott. No, it's okay. I mean, I, I love playing Hasbro games. It's all good. Also because I really like Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> we all love Steve Kern. <laughs> yeah. I'm more of a fabulous ones fan myself. Uh, he did say, it sounds like Scott was getting half hot about Sergeant Slaughter. Serve some <laughs> right for hypothetically killing off the Hasbros. <laughs> Uh, hypothetically uh that was fun last week that question i'll tell you that was that really was all right let's jump into the news jeremy i'd like to hear your thoughts on some of these figures but let's start off with the funko the sergeant slaughter that was going to be shown off for at new york toy con i believe it is yeah exclusive scott i know you're out jeremy do you collect funkos at all um, I say no, but then I still keep buying them. So <laughs> the wrestling ones, as I look behind me, I have a whole bunch of Elixir Bliss right here. Okay. Oh, I, I saw the slaughter, and since it fits in the like G.I. Joe territory and wrestling territory, I kind of need it. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know what? I actually love that Sergeant Slaughter, or from, from the pictures. I love that Sergeant Slaughter better than the WWF one or WWE one that came out a few years back. Even though I have it signed, it, this one, like as far as aesthetically looking, looks better. Yeah. So, are you going to buy this Funko over the classified Sergeant Slaughter? Oh no, I, I think I had three of the Sergeant Slaughter classified pre-ordered. Nice. Are you serious? Yeah, I got three his tanks. I oh, got... damn. <laughs> That's baller um, status, dude. Holy crap. Jeremy, can I work for you? <laughs> <laughs> the comic um, business business is treating you well. Yeah. I fell in love with G.I. Joe again when Classified started. So I, 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 I've been buying like a ton and a ton. I have the Action Force Slaughter up there too, which is pretty cool. Nice. I got I to get Slaughter. I, I got I to gotta get it. Okay. So the ultimate question is, did you jump in on Super 7's G.I. Joe Ultimates? I ordered them for the store. I don't know if I can support like seven different G.I. Joe lines. So I think that one yeah. might fall by the wayside. Because I'm also doing reaction and I have everything they've oh. released for reaction so far. Did you do all the retros, the Walmart retros too? Yep. I've got those somewhere around here. Yeah. And I just I started buying vintage Joes again. I just oh. got I just got a whale. Nice. That's my favorite G.I. Joe vehicle right there. Love the whale. Same. Do you have the aircraft carrier? No. Like me and my one a couple of my friends 
uh, want to get a shell of one and slowly build it over time. And then we think like every four months, we're going to move it between our houses. <laughs> but uh, that's the share that's, custody of the flag. I love it. <laughs> yeah. That way we can all afford it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, as far as Sergeant Slaughter pop. Yeah, I'm probably gonna buy it. <laughs> Got it. What about you, Jeff? Uh, pop over the classified. I still haven't purchased the classified and I still want it. You need to get on it, dude. I still haven't pulled the trigger yet. BBTS still has it. I know. And I love BBTS, but I do too. I don't know. Although I did have to cancel a pre-order I had with them. Which one? Robocop, the NECA. (gasps) Oh yeah. I was at target last night and we happened to go by an end cap in the toy aisle and they had one sitting on the shelf. The box was beat to hell, but I'm like, I'm opening it anyway. It's going to go on my movie shelf in my detolf. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) <laughs> you don't even like RoboCop, Jeff. So I'm like, okay, I know I have this on pre-order at BBTS. It was $37.99. I'm like, I'm going to go check the scanner, see how much this is, if it's cheaper, and I'm going to open it anyway. This will save me on shipping, blah, blah, blah. I go check $32.99. And I was like, okay, this is coming home. I literally canceled my pre-order in the store. And then this morning, Jeff, you texted me that Target had it on their website. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's crazy timing. I just bought it last night. <laughs> What do you mean? I, I didn't like RoboCop. I loved RoboCop. He was great in short circuit with Johnny five. You're ridiculous. <laughs> I have a, I have a 3d printed Johnny five figure over there. It's pretty awesome. Are you, are you serious? <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll show it to you before we get off. Okay. Short circuit is a, is a line that doesn't get enough love. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Where's super seven on that. That begs for reaction. Yes. Super seven. It, absolutely. hundred percent. At least just the Johnny five. Totally. Yeah. Totally needs to be made. All right, let's run over to Rush Collectibles. They showed off their articulated figure, excuse me, of C.W. Anderson. It was a rendering, so check out Rush Collectibles on Instagram, and you can check that out over there. Also up for pre-order on BossFightStudios.com is their next wave of Fanatico series. Ultimo Dragon, and I'm going to butcher this, and I apologize. You want me to take it? Yes, please. Hijo del Perro. Very good. Thank you. Dude, your, your French is impeccable. Isn't it, though? <laughs> Black Taurus and Vampiro. So that is the next wave of their Fanatico series, which is, I don't want to say the basic version of those, but it's kind of like basics. A young Vampiro, we should point out. Not Thank Vampiro you. like WCW, but a young Vampiro. Long hair, the black eye makeup, that Vampiro. Yes, thank you. All right. The figures everybody has been questioning, Power Town. So they did say last Friday, pre-orders will go live Friday, September 16th. So this upcoming Friday, the pre-orders will go live. They will be available for purchase on powertownwrestling.com. Figures will be $45 with bundles available. We talked about this last week, but it was confirmed last Friday. All right. So let's play the game of who are we all getting? Brody. <laughs> Jeremy. Um, I oof, Magnum. It's a good figure. Uh, but I think I might be out on him. How come? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's some the whole company just seems kind of meh to me. I feel like we're never gonna get him. Is that weird? Uh, no, because a lot of people are feeling that. I don't I don't know. You know what the big seller for me is is those belts. Those okay. belts are huge sellers for me. Like not I'm the at, packaging. The packaging is great. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Cause I mean, coming from an MOC guy, the packaging like, is great, but it's the okay. belts, dude. The U S belt with 
Magnum, the, the belt with uh, Kerry Von Erich. Dude, these belts are just, they're capturing me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are really nice. And I would imagine they're elite belts. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Jeremy, your concerns are felt among the wrestling figure community. Yeah, we're hearing it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know, as much as the packaging is cool, I mean, as you can see, plainly see behind me, I'm an opener. So that's not a selling point to me. And if that's right. going to increase the cost of the figure, then that I'm kind of like, eh, I'm not going to keep the packaging. So yeah, that's a waste of money for me. Yeah, because now these are priced basically up there with like Super 7. Yeah. Right? Like because Super 7 starts at 55. These are going to be 45. So, I mean, from the renderings I've seen, I would say, yes, these are very comparable to what Super 7 puts out. But I would really love to see a finished product before I sink $45 into a figure. Just saying. I mean, that would make me a lot more comfortable. All right, some tidbits regarding Cella Toys. The uncensored Dynamite Kid figures are 100% assembled. The factory is scheduled to be boxing the figure over the next couple of weeks. Uncensored Dynamite Kid is the articulated Dynamite Kid. So that one is on the horizon. On the way. Hopefully. Sabu is still in development and tentatively scheduled for first quarter of 2023 release. Al Snow will be the next of the retros to see release, available at wrestling trader on twitter and eventually figure collections also noted gangrel is still in production they said it bumps me out to say but it is a couple months behind the greg valentine's carding should be completed soon we are looking to scrap the contest idea and i can't remember exactly what that i remember something being said about a contest idea. I just can't remember the wording of it, but they said they were going to scrap the contest idea in order to narrow our focus on the projects we've promised blue meanies, BCW bone crunching wrestling style figure molds are nearly 100% with Brian Clark's mold. Also with the same completed Jeremy, what about these third party companies like power town or are there any that you jump in on cella, anything like that? I did buy, um, Jeff Jarrett from Zombie. Uh-huh. So I'm excited to get that because I'm a Jarrett Mark. I haven't bought any Cella toys. I do I, I do want to get the Ethan Page. Mm-hmm. I would like to get my hands on that, but I haven't actually like held one in person yet. So that would be the deciding factor for me before I buy them. Okay. So I have the Dynamite Kid Cella toys retro, and I actually like them. Um, I okay. know there are some people that are like, eh, it's not completely Hasbro. I actually like them. I dig them. It feels like in the pictures, the scale is weird. It is. It does look a little bit smaller than your average Hasbro, but again, scaling doesn't mean anything to me. I know everybody's like, everything must be six inch scale, you know, that type of thing. And I'm like, whatever. It looks good. Jeremy, were you in on the retros from Mattel? Yes. I had a full set. And then when we moved into our house, I sold them to help pay for some stuff for the house. But uh, I've been really lazy about ordering the new set because I want that Brett. Oh, yeah. But uh, it's still there. So Isn't that crazy? Like a week or so later, it's still available for purchase? Like, how does that happen? (laughs) These things are supposed to be gone like that. Yeah, I think that speaks more to what you guys were talking about earlier, too. Like, at the comic shop, I buy, it's mostly like a 50-50 toy store at this point now, but we're seeing a lot of people, they just don't really have money right now. Like at this moment, they don't yeah. have money. So I think a lot of stuff is going to end up sitting around a little bit longer. And I think in stores, usually you walk into stores and it's dude, nothing. 
Yeah. But now I'm starting to see a lot of stuff hitting pegs and just kind of hanging there forever. Right. I just don't think anybody has a ton of extra money to buy it like they were. Yeah, I right. think you're right. We were at Target last night. They had a boatload of ultimates there. They had like six Batistas, four Mr. T's, like five or six Hogan's. And I'm like, holy crap, that's a lot of ultimates for this Target. Because like you had mentioned, Jeremy, usually you walk in and they're just like, the pegs are bare. But they had so much stock and I was actually shocked. So yeah, I think you're right. Just people are feeling that pinch right now. Yeah. All right. It is time for Jazzwares. <laughs> if anybody has any uh, AEW jokes, get them all out now. Good. <laughs> anything? Um, anything? Backstage playset? AEW is WCW just like in the 2000s there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're heading for, man. <laughs> I hear the uh, video game sequel. They're going to bite off of the old WCW game, Backstage Assault. Oh, <laughs> oh bite off. I like what you did that. When is... Uh, <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> You know, RoboCop, when's he joining the roster? <laughs> I'll definitely watch that one. <laughs> Technically, that NECA figure is a wrestling figure. I'm just saying. You're right. Yes, it is. It is. So I'm not going too far out of the collection here by purchasing that. He's going to go right next to Sting. So for Jazzwares, Ace Steel <laughs> with Biting Action. I had to get that. <laughs> nice, Jim. I had to. I'm sorry. I had to. <laughs> All right. Uh, ringside exclusives. The first one is the Owen Hart, and I'll stop right there. I need to hear opinions from you guys regarding the Owen. It's okay. It looks yep. like his face is made of silly putty, oh, but uh, I'm not arguing with you on this one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to buy it anyway, because besides Brett and Sean and triple H, I have my little shrine to Owen Hart over here with my men on card, yellow card Hasbro and all that. And uh, I was really excited about these. And then when I showed them, it was just like air being let out of the balloon. <laughs> Agree. I, and I think a lot of people are echoing exactly what you just said, Jeremy. It's okay, but because it's Owen, they're buying it anyway. Exactly. And that's not, I said this when they announced the Owen Hart figure, this is one you need to nail. It needs to be perfect because this is the first Owen figure in 20 plus years, right? It needs to be perfect. It has to be like, don't announce an Owen Hart figure and then you know, shit the bed, like don't put out a great, not that it's bad. It's not bad, but like you said, Jeremy, it's just okay. And I think for Owen Hart's first figure out of the shoot, it needed to be great. And it's yep. just, okay. Just my opinion. A lot of people weren't happy that they went with the Japan look first. People were PO'd because they wanted that black and pink singlet. Be patient. You know, it's coming. You know it's coming. It is going to happen. Just Of course. It, you know, just whatever. But, and again, with AEW figures, though, like, they get better, right? Like, AEW figures now, compared to Series 1, is exponentially better. Right, right. So you've got to figure, by the time they've released, like, the fourth Owen Hart, we're going to be sitting here going, oh, my gosh, it's the best Owen Hart figure ever made, mm -hmm. you know? So my hope is that it gets better, but their first one out of the gate, just okay, but it's going to sell, just like Jeremy said, because it is Owen Hart. Someone sent me a picture and they said it looked like Bruce Hart and I couldn't unsee it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, that's actually accurate. <laughs> well, they got one of the Hart brothers, right? Why, why can't nobody nail any of the Hart brothers? <laughs> just asking, just asking. The two biggest names, Owen and Brett. Somehow they <laughs> nail Bruce. I, I can't wait to see what Stu looks like from one of these oh, companies. Gosh. <laughs> uh, also, RSC exclusive Excalibur. 
and possible we'll see thunder rosa she'll have a blood and guts figure that's going to come out but we'll see what goes on with thunder rosa figures coming up yeah very interesting with the whole roster right now dude i didn't know she you, you guys told me before we started recording she requested her release yep she just was their champion allegedly allegedly well malachi black too yeah had requested his release and then we all you know the backstage thing that happened people could get fired from that just holy crap stuff is blowing up over there must be this Triple H guy. I've been hearing so many good things about over in the WWE. In three years, too. This is great. Like, <laughs> I am here for this ride. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wait we get... always did say that it's like a male soap opera, right? Yeah. What did uh, Eric Bischoff say? Controversy creates cash? Yeah. I mean, tell me who's not going to buy a CM Punk and Ace Steel versus Young Bucks match. <laughs> that is money on the table just waiting to be snatched up. Too soon, Scott. Too soon. <laughs> I'm just saying it's they, they should do something with this. Walmart exclusive Supreme figure Kenny Omega will be his kind of his recent look before he got injured. So that will be a Supreme Walmart exclusive. Also, they'll have an unmatched Walmart exclusive Wardlow. Also, that will be coming up. All right, let's go over those Supreme figures, those gorgeous, gorgeous Supreme figures. Supreme Series 3, Penta and Phoenix. We already knew about those. Series 4, Thunder Rosa. She'll come with Texas flag, U.S.-Mexico flag, sombrero and jacket. I think the arms were replaceable. I, I, for, it was a rendering I couldn't really figure out. CM Punk. Now, this is interesting as well. Three heads, best in the world t-shirt. Black and white, old school look jacket from his ROH days. Interesting. So they're doing a blonde head CM Punk to the like rend- make ROH Punk? The renderings were grayed out. Got it. You have to figure if they're doing the jacket, they're doing the head to match. And- Here's the best part too, is that since they have the ROH brand license, they can make an ROH world title that yep. you could then put on the CM Punk figure. Happy day. Yep, Exactly. Jeremy, are you collecting anything from Jazzwares or are you? Yeah, for a minute there, I was buying every series and, and uh, mm-hmm. I'd stopped. I, I do want to try the Supreme figures. Are they all Walmart exclusives in store? As of right now, I don't know. I have, haven't I, seen any on the pegs. I you can still get them at RSC too. Okay. Yeah. Because I swear I saw a picture of the Cody and up on the top, it said only available. At Wal- it had a Walmart sticker. I think that was a different outfit that he was in. Okay. I need to clarify. I'll have an update next week. Okay. I, and I will be listening. But uh, uh, the uh, Supreme, I, I need to get, again, like a lot of things, I need to get it in hand first, but I do want, I definitely want to get that Cody to see what they're all about. They look awesome. They really do. Yeah. Just the packaging alone, like MOC over here, I would never even think about taking them out, but putting that in a detolf would look sexy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And and you know, it's great value. Like if you're buying these things for kids, because you can basically turn one figure into three different looks, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. That's value right there. If you ask me, I mean, as a parent buying toys for kids, like that's a no brainer. I mean, yeah, it's yep. going to have the higher price point, but it's still hella cool. All right. And series five has been announced that it will be the young bucks. Interesting. CM Punk in Series 4 and then the Young Bucks in Series 5. Interesting. And Kenny Omega in the other series. Hmm. Oh, the Walmart exclusive. Yeah. Hmm. Thunder Rosa here with CM Punk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I do like them doing tag teams, though, per the series. Yeah. Penta Phoenix, Young Bucks Series 5. Yes. And then the Young Bucks. Yeah, I like that. Well, and then as of very recently, the, the heavyweight champion for the men's and the heavyweight champion for the women's. Yep in the series right before the young bucks. So yeah, it's crazy. I like, I like those lineups a lot. 
<laughs> we need a Larry the Dog uh, Supreme figure. <laughs> uh, we need uh, Pat Kearney. We need Christopher Daniels. Who are, who else got suspended out of that whole thing? Okay, okay. The suspension. Hangman Page is he's not suspended, right? No, he's not. He's good. No, he he stayed out of it. I th- okay. According to what the dirt sheets are saying. He's like, I'll be the last one standing. I'll get that heavyweight title back. Just watch. <laughs> we'll call it the suspension series. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Suspension series one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Unmatched series eight lineup. These were grayed out renderings. I always get this. Jeremy, do you know this one? Is it Abaddon? Abaddon? Abudon? I-, I walked around until like a week ago saying abandon. So I'm not the one to ask. Oh. I like yours better than mine. So we'll go with yours. Abandon. (laughs) Brody King, he had the antlers headdress that they come out with, which is interesting because his group was with Malachi Black. It was Malachi Black. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Uh, Buddy Matthews had that same headdress with the antlers. CM Punk, this one was with Jim Shorts. Malachi Black with suit. Speaking of Malachi. Penta Oscuro and Hangman. How did I do on my German, Scott? You did perfect, dude. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well done. Thank you. Your confidence in me is growing. Very slowly, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's taken 346 episodes, but it's getting there. Yeah. It grows like Webster. <laughs> oh, oh no. What, too soon? Too soon, Scott. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Too soon, man. <laughs> <laughs> Unmatched Series 9 lineup. Young Bucks, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Brandon Cutler, which that's a PWG deep dive right there. And I love it. I love that too. Kenny Omega and Britt Baker. Unmatched Series 10 lineup, Tony Storm, Wheeler Utah, John Moxley, Alex Reynolds, Claudio Castagnoli, Brian Danielson, and William Regal. Wow, a lot of WWE guys in there. So do you think Claudio comes with the ROH title? I don't see why they wouldn't put that in there. Makes sense. It would make a lot of sense. Yep. And then you take that off and put it on the CM Punk one. Yep. You can uh, do a Cesaro and Claudio Castagnoli comparison. Yes. Yeah. Finally, apples to apples. Yes, exactly. You can do it with William Regal, Brian Danielson. Yep. Unrivaled Series 13, Butcher, Blade, Darby Allen, Wardlow, Wardlow, sorry, Bunny, Danhausen, and Sting. Ooh, Danhausen. All right. I know. I'm here for that, man. Always uh, entertaining. Very entertaining that Danhausen is. Very entertaining. Very evil. Very evil. Unrivaled Series 14, Swerve Strickland, Powerhouse Hobbs, Chris Statlander, Trent Beretta, Ricky Starks, and Orange Cassidy. Out of curiosity, Jeremy, have you ever had anybody do in-store appearances? Um, no. Um, we have actually been talking to a couple of guys to okay. try to get them in, but it's hard lining up schedules is all, what all I'll say about that. Understood. Gotcha. Wardlow, if he's listening though, he is from around here and uh, yeah, call me back. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have my number. Call me back. <laughs> I've got your Superman comics. Come get them. <laughs> <laughs> Unrivaled series 14, Scorpio Sky, Samoa Joe, Hawk, Max Caster, Anthony Bowens, and Ethan Page. There you go. Got an Ethan Page right there, Jeremy. Where's yeah, Hook? I'll be getting that one. Uh, Hook is somewhere. He's coming out before this, though, right? I thought he before was. Before these names, he's somewhere before this. I think so. I thought okay. we I thought we mentioned him before, haven't we? We have mentioned Hook, yeah. So he's going to be before all this. They're doing uh, 
Amazon two pack with Hook and Danhausen as well. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Nice. I'm glad you're my backup, man. <laughs> this other guy. <laughs> Every week I listen, I'm like, you need good backup, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy in the upper left hand screen, I love him to pieces. I do. And sometimes I don't know about him. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm asleep at the wheel. I'm sorry. I'm very old. He's an EVP of this podcast. But he doesn't know how to manage a target. Wow. <laughs> that was part of the CM Punk. I, I, thank you, Jeff. I got it. Does he share a bank account with his mom? Not anymore. Just last <laughs> week, I heard the, the, the reference. And I was like, that's it for me. I'm not doing this anymore. CM Punk doesn't like it. I'm out. Mom, get your name off my checks. <laughs> oh, well done. Well done. Jeremy, out of these series, like, is there any that get you excited that you want to dive into or... Yeah, uh, even though I cut down, I still buy them when I see them. So I'll, I'll definitely buy uh, the Brody King. I think he looks pretty cool with the antlers and all that. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely buy Dan Housen. I don't think I need any WWE. Maybe Regal, because I could never find that elite. Like the really cool one in the robes, and I could yeah. never ever find that one. So it would be cool to have a Regal on the shelf. Uh, especially if he comes in a suit, so you could pose him saying like, War Games! I like what you're doing there. Yeah, and then I'm, I'm definitely going to buy Ethan Page. I think that guy's super underrated. I'd like to see him get his due in AEW, but cool. it would be cool to have a figure. All right, so that rounds out the news. Everything from All Out Weekend. Jeremy, you chose an interesting line this week, and we will get into that after this. Before we jump in to Jeremy's request this week, we want everybody to head on over to wrestlingfiguredatabase.com. Over there, you can find almost every wrestling figure ever made over at wrestlingfiguredatabase.com. But this week, what we're going to want you guys to do is go over to the WWE section, go over to the Deluxe Aggression series, and look for series one of the beautiful Jack's deluxe aggression series. So again, you can find all these figures and follow along over at wrestling figure database. Com. So I did ha- pull a little bit of notes from wrestling figure database.com. There was these limited edition pre-production runs and it seemed like it was only the first two series. And they did a few guys like Cena um, I believe Batista, but it was just basically different accessories, almost like I uh, different gear, like the Cena in series one was black jorts instead of the blue. Yeah, exactly. In that pre-production run. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it, it wasn't really anything to like, you know, oh my God, I found a pre-production, you know, it wasn't really like, it was like, okay, it's just a different accessory or different color jorts or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Like Cena also came with a chair instead of a boom box. In yeah, series yeah, yeah. One. It was just a little bit different. So, but anyways, you can find all that over at wrestlingfiguredatabase.com. All right, Jeremy, what made you choose this? I was kind of surprised when you told me you wanted to do this series. So uh, what made you choose Deluxe Aggression? It feels like a lot of people pick things from their childhood, like Hasbro's or LJN's or Renko's and stuff like that. I chose the first series of figures from when I wasn't watching wrestling. I was out. Okay. Um, I stopped watching around 2000 and i was out until about 2009 
Oh, wow. And I was, I was like, what's a good, and I was just sitting there thinking when Jeff asked what I wanted to talk about, I was like, you know, I very distinctly remember walking in the store and seeing these and being like, wow, Triple H looks way different now. And then just being like, <laughs> like, I remember saying, who the hell is John Cena? <laughs> like I, I had no clue who anybody was and it always kind of stuck with me like i wonder who these guys are i wonder who these guys are i wonder and then when i started watching again i went back and watched a little bit and then when the network came out i went back and watched like all of the ruthless aggression era like in like a nine-month period and i was like man i really missed out back then i think i liked the ruthless aggression era better than the attitude era it was really good really good and I was just like, you know, these figures look cool. I had, I, I did track down the Triple H and buy it for my Triple H shrine up here. And I was just like, I think this, I think this wave of figures would be cool to talk about. I just was like, eh, everybody else picks Hasbro's and stuff. Let's give Scott a break and we'll do, <laughs> we'll do something Jax. All right. I like so, it. So the deluxe aggressions were awesome with the, all that articulation that they added. Cause you got the regular ruthless aggression bodies but then they added deluxe and you're like oh you know and the and packaging it, was fantastic too on these i was about to add that to that is that the packaging was very sleek looking yeah like i could actually get these signed and hang it up next to my classic superstars and it was still like a nice looking figure package up on the wall yeah exactly so i actually really enjoy these and i'm kind of glad you brought these to the show well, i am glad i should say kind of i am glad that you brought these to the show jeremy totally um like when how long had classic superstars been running when these came out these came out in 05 yeah and classic superstars were 03 okay so there's about two years a year and a half two and a half years somewhere in there i'm curious where jacks would have gone if they would have held on to that line because jeremy has said that they were going to do a new basically a new sculpt if they would have held on to the line if jacks would have held on to the line they were going to do an all new articulation and basically what I guess what elites are nowadays or the you know the run of the mill six inch figure is nowadays among Marvel Legends and all that stuff so I'm kind of curious where Jack's what Jack's would have done with this if they would have held on maybe something like what Jazzwares is doing possibly same dude running it very very true are these the, these are like the closest that we got to elites before Mattel right Yes, yeah. correct. Yep. Because these actually came out before the TNA figures, and the TNA figures were technically elites before elites. Yeah. So these were the closest because these came out a couple of years before the TNA figures did. Yep. All right, Scott, what you got for Deluxe Aggression Series 1? Yes, sir. 2005's Deluxe Aggression Series 1 by Jax consisted of Bautista, and he came with launching power weight accessory. He was in white trunks. Next up, the great John Cena, who Jeremy had no idea who he was. <laughs> <laughs> who is this guy in blue jorts? Who is John Chenna? I was like, he's a rapper? <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. I mean, nope. <laughs> blue jorts, and he came with a blasting boombox accessory. Kurt Angle in his blue singlet came with a crushing trash can accessory. Randy Orton, blue trunks, and a face casting chair. It was basically like a soft middle part of the chair. You could squish into the guy's face. Rey Mysterio, and he was in his red and green half and half gear. And he came with a spinning 619 accessory. Basically, you clip the Rey figure on there and spin him in circles. Last but certainly not least, this one's for Jeremy, Triple H. 
and he came with a crushing slate hammer. And Jeff, that rounds out 2005's Deluxe Aggression Series 1. Scott, did you get the Kurt Angle signed? I did. It's hanging up on the wall signed. Because I had a bunch of classic superstars signed, and I was like, okay, I can get a Ruthless Aggression signed, but that's... It's not like great looking packaging to hang next to a classic superstar. You wanted something that at least kind of matched up a little bit. That's why I was saying these are perfect. This one is signed It hang next to the classic superstars and it looks great on the wall. Jeremy, have you ever gotten any wrestlers autographs like on a figure or anything? On a figure? No, I've bought autograph figures. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met all the stuff I've ever gotten signed was like an eight by 10 or a program or something like that. I do want to get into signed figures but space is the pretty much the only thing that's prevented me from doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this yeah. would be a candidate for if somehow, some way I ever met triple H, this would be a candidate to get signed. There you go. For sure. Yeah. Look great. Hanging up on the wall too. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've got to ask real quick before we get back into deluxe aggressions. Do you have any funny signing stories or anything like that? Oh, um, involving wrestlers. It could be anybody. I went to a Red Sox game at Fenway Park in 2004, not knowing that they were going to win the World Series finally that year. And uh, outside the stadium, we met Manny Ramirez. We were there for uh, like four games. And the first night was the night. I don't know if you guys remember this, but a ball was hit to the monster and the center fielder went to chuck the ball to the cutoff man. And Manny Ramirez, like a superhero out of nowhere, flew in and cut off the cutoff throw (laughs) (laughs) and the whole stadium was like what are you doing so after the game we left the stadium we were walking past where the players come out and the parking lot and all that we saw manny and he was just kind of standing there and we were like hey man hey manny you know we're from cleveland and he was like oh i've been there (laughs) we're like yeah you played there and you played there dude (laughs) he was like oh it was great he's like do you want me to sign something? We all we had was like our program, and he signed it. But he wrote to Jeremy, um, "Stay fresh in Cleveland, Manny Ramirez." But he spelled Cleveland like he, <laughs> like I don't even know how to spell it. <laughs> and, and when we were leaving, my play turner was like, "Hey, nice, you know, nice like Superman catch," and he was like, "Gotta fly, bro." <laughs> <laughs> That's um, just Manny being Manny. Wrestling wise, I don't, everything's always been really quick and cordial. So, oh, okay, gotcha. Nothing, nothing too crazy. So you've never embarrassed yourself in front of Sting, is what you're saying? I've never <laughs> embarrassed myself in front of Sting. I did embarrass myself in front of um, Mark Hamill. Oh, oh no! How did you do that? I was at San Diego Comic Con 2015, covering it for the site, and. He wasn't, it was before Force Awakens came out. So nobody really knew if he was going to be in it or not again. And he was doing a signing at his table. And I went up to get something, uh, the Simpsons figure signed. And uh, when I handed it to him, he was asking me all these questions about it. And it was Luke Skywalker. So I just like, even worse than your Sting story, I just kind of froze and just went, uh huh. And he was, like, <laughs> he was like, have you seen the Simpsons? And I'm like, uh huh. Oh no! (laughs) Yeah, and he just kind of looked at me like, "Okay, well, here's your figure. You should check out that episode of The Simpsons. It's really funny." (laughs) Oh no! He was the nice, and I actually met him again after, and I told him the story. He goes, "Yeah, I get that a lot." Totally understandable. You're like Ralphie meeting Santa, right? It's just like deer in the headlights. Like, oh my gosh! Yeah. You know what? I do. I did. I 
do have a wrestler story. Okay. First, first, anything I ever did as a reporter was at New York Comic Con in 2013. I had literally never been a reporter before ever. And I walked in and my editor is like, you got to go interview that guy over there. I was like, well, who is it? I'm like, I don't know how to interview anybody. He goes, you got to go interview him. It's she- uh, Seamus from WWE. Oh, okay. and, and Seamus is standing there with his handlers and he's talking and you can hear him. And uh, I was like, I don't know anything about Seamus. Like, what, what am I supposed to ask him? And they're like, I don't know. Just ask him about wrestling. I'm like, you watch wrestling? I'm like, yeah. So I walked over and I was like, Hi, Mr. Seamus. <laughs> and his thick, his thick accent. He's like, oh, you know, I'm not Mr. Seamus. That's my that's my father and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I think the first question I asked him was like, what's it like being a wrestler? <laughs> and, and he was like, well, you know, I go from town to town and I beat people up. What's not to like? And of like these questions that he was giving me, like, they were the worst questions. He was, you could tell that he was just like, not thinking at all about what he was saying to me. And he was just like, oh, you know, it's great. And he would give me these short answers. And I thought it was like the greatest interview of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I played it for my editor and he's like, yeah, we can't use that. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucks. But he was super, super nice. He took a picture with me when we were done. I told him he was my first ever interview. And he was like, well, I'm honored. We well, didn't hit you with, oh, I could tell. <laughs> yeah, so... Nobody can say a bad word about Seamus to me because he's, he was super nice to me. I love hearing random signing stories or something like that. Yeah. I thought the Corey Snyder one was really good too. I know. I did too. You know what I'm thinking with Corey Snyder? And I wonder, because remember, Jeff, when we met Ricky Henderson for the first time way back in like 89, uh-huh. Ricky did a signing at Southland Mall that he wasn't supposed to do. He was uh, trying to get jersey number 24 off of Ron Hassey. For those that don't know, Ron Hassey was a backup catcher for the A's back then who backed up Terry Steinbach. Who wore number 24. And so when the A's traded for Ricky from the Yankees, Ricky came over to the A's. He wanted number 24 back. Ron Hassey was wearing it. Ricky was like, what do you want? And Ron Hassey goes, if you do this signing for me and then something else, like buy me dinner or something, he's like, you can have number 24. So Ricky did the signing at Southland Mall for Ron Hassey. I'm wondering if Corey Snyder like lost a bet (laughs) <laughs> or he needed something from somebody that had to do that signing. And they're like, dude, check it out. Take, <clears throat> take my signing for me. And it's yours. <laughs> and that's why he looked so pissed off in the picture. He was like, damn, I don't want to be here. You could tell that he, it was like, it was, uh, what year was that? It was like two years, I think, after he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And obviously he never like did anything ever after that. So I think he was First. kind of bitter by that point. Yeah. Oh man, that sucks. But then he we, was there for a long time, right? Like, yeah. Like the mid eighties, I think mid to late eighties. And then we traded him and I was devastated. Where did we trade him to? Was it the Dodgers? I think it was the Dodgers. If I'm not mistaken. I think it was the Dodgers. And I I, like, I had no concept where anything was. I was like, can we drive and see him? And Oh, Oh, that sucks. Uh, It was my first sports heartbreak. One of many being a Cleveland fan. I've told this story before. I met Will Clark back in 1988 and he was my idol growing up. And uh, I, I walk up to him. I have the A's giant split hat because out here they made an A's and giant split hat. Which we like, know now as adults, you never wear that hat. Yeah, exactly. A's right. and Giants fans actually despise that hat. I was wearing a Joe Montana t-shirt jersey and San Francisco giant shorts. And I walk up to him and I hand him my baseball card. And he looks at me and he goes, in the Will Clark voice, he goes, boy, you're all screwed up, kid. And I was like, 
that's the greatest thing somebody has ever said to me. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, it's so much different than when my brother tells me that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. All right. Back to deluxe aggression series one. All right, Scott, favorite figure out of the series. Ooh, uh, that's a tough one. I'm going to go Ray Mysterio. Go on Mysterio. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jack's did a great job on this Ray. I love his gear. I love the spinny accessory. Like I go, I look at it from a kid's standpoint. That's hella cool. Like you stick Ray on there. You do hella six one nines. He becomes like a superhero. Mm-hmm. I, I dig that. I think Ray's my favorite out of this. Jeremy, is it Triple H? It's got to be Triple H. Although I do like the Cena. Okay. I actually dig the Orton. I, I dig the baby blue trunks. It's a different look for Orton. It is. It is. Yep. I actually really dig that Orton. All right. I've got eBay prices. All right. A lot of these were not mint on card. So I did have to go. I need, and a lot of them weren't complete. So I just went basically loose. Okay. So Batista last sold eBay listing was loose, not complete on August 24th for $10 and 99 cents. Oh, I see where this is going. Now, the thing was, is with that Batista, it could have been either the best of 2006 or series one. It wasn't defined on the eBay listing. Got it. It was just Batista and white trunks. It was Batista and white trunks. Gotcha. So it could have been either or. So John Cena with the blasting boom box, eBay loose, not complete was July 7th for $12.99 on a buy it now. Now, again, that was either a best of 2006 or series one. Again, not defined. Kurt Angle with the crushing trash can. Last sold eBay listing was June 11th for $35 on three bids. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that one got some coin. Yeah. Randy Orton, last sold eBay listing was loose, not complete for $14.99 on June 15th. Ray Mysterio, last sold eBay listing again, loose, not complete. August 9th for $14.99 on a buy it now. And Triple H with the crushing slate hammer, last sold eBay listing. Oh, I forgot to pull that. All right. <laughs> it's priceless. It's priceless. <laughs> it's, priceless. Exactly. it's priceless. That's why you couldn't find it, Jeff. Where the hell did it go? <laughs> I sold eBay listing was just June, make it up on the fly, dude. June 6th for $3,000. There we go. <laughs> so I have to ask, do I win for picking the cheapest figures on the aftermarket for nostalgia segment? Uh, you know what? We weren't even counting it, but yes, you did win. Yes. Woo-hoo! Jeremy won. Yes. Well done, sir. Well done. You get a future guest spot on the fully posable podcast. Exactly. All right. <laughs> yes. You get to come back. <laughs> Hell yeah, you can come back if you want to tell more stories about people walking into your door oh, with yes. <laughs> <laughs> But there is more for tonight. We are going to play points of articulation. What points of articulation is, is I'm going to throw out, th- actually, I'm going to go four figures tonight. Oh, look at you being frisky. I am being, four, huh? I am being frisky. You're feeling froggy. I like it. <laughs> I am going to throw out four figures and Jeremy and Scott are going to give a score for each one of these figures that I throw out there. So that is points of articulation. So are you guys ready for your first figure? Go for yes. it. First figure, Ludwig Borga, Series 11, Hasbro. Jeremy, you want to go first? I'll go... We can do decimals, right? You can yes. do decimals. Actually preferred, yes. yes. Um, I'll do 3.6. Ouch! Ooh. 
I am here for this. Why is it a three six? It's my cousin used to wrestle only with that figure, and he called it himself. So <laughs> when we would play when we would play with toys when we were kids, and uh, I hated him for that because he <laughs> So I, but the figure has a cool sculpt. So three point seven. <laughs> it actually went up a little bit all right all right we all know ludwig isn't a nice guy outside of wrestling so but anyways scott what would you give that figure man <laughs> after a 3.7 i almost feel guilty like i <laughs> i love the figure because the outfit was accurate i love that they did the the press slam action on him. i thought that the face sculpt was really well done uh, I have noticed aftermarket, a lot of the fingers are broken mm-hmm. on Ludwig as opposed to other figures that had the press slam motions. So I don't know if there was like maybe a quality control issue with that Ludwig. But that aside, man, I, I love the head sculpt. To me, it was just like dead on Ludwig. Mm-hmm. Outfit, good action, great face sculpt. I feel like I'm in the eights here and I'm thinking like 8.2. 8.2? Yeah. Jeremy, if you were to pull your feelings regarding uh your family no, don't member. do it don't do it. i love when nostalgia goes into a rating okay i love that i keep that score i i totally dig that all right all right you hate a figure because of something that happened when you were a kid absolutely keep that i love it all right i uh i just wanted to set scott up so you could say nice things about hasbro's <laughs> <laughs> and he's totally I redeeming himself <laughs> steve hoker is like giving you a standing ovation right now i guarantee it <laughs> He's given me so much shit for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Ludwig, uh, it was a good figure. I'm going to have to take my personal feelings about the real life person out of it and just look at the figure. I'm going to go seven, eight. Ooh, that's kind of uh, high for like a normal Jeff score. It, it's a good figure. It is. I like the singlet. Like you said, good face sculpt. I thought uh, the action that they picked for him too was perfect. I can't think of a better one, right? Cuz he was a big power guy. The only one I think that they could have done was the R the Hogan where he had the arm up like this in the, the Hulkaplex? Yes, the Hulkaplex. I think the bear hug would have worked well too. Bear hug would have worked actually really well. The Hulkster yep. hug. Yeah. Remember how really quick. I don't remember how you guys feel about this, but how do you guys uh, not reconcile, I guess is the wrong word, but we'll go with reconcile. Like how not great some of these guys are with having their figures in your collection. Mm. So that's tough. Like, yeah. And we've been asked this before and it's one of those things, like, especially with say Hogan. Yeah. Right. Like not a great dude and he's proven it, but there's part of me that has to put that aside because I want Hogan figures in the collection. I, I more go back to growing up, watching him as a kid. And that's what I remember about. So when I have like, the no holds barred set, for example, when I display that, when I get it, I'm going to remember going to the movie theater with Jeff and my parents and seeing it there and then going to dinner afterwards. Like, I'm going to remember that. I'm not going to think, wow, that dude's a piece of shit racist. Like, I'm not going to yeah. think that, you know, I'm going to remember that memory. And that's kind of the way I look at my action figures is, you know, action figures, be it like whatever, you know, a, a movie character or a wrestling figure, I have to go to the memory that it gives me. And that's kind of how I... I, I weigh it myself, but it, it does creep in a little bit. You start to think about those things. You're like, damn it. Like, why couldn't you just be a good person? <laughs> Same with me and dynamite kid. That's another one for me where like, 
I watched the dark side of the ring and he's a POS and I'm like, but man, I love the bulldogs. It's like, you feel guilty. Like a part of you feels guilty, but at the same time, you're like, but that's what I remember. You know, I remember him, you know, with those classic matches against the hearts and, you know, whoever else, the Rujos, you know, whatever it may be. And being crushed on a Saturday morning that Danny Davis screwed him out of the tag titles. Exactly. Those are the memories that you're going to go towards. Right. Exactly. What about you, Jeremy? It's tough. Like uh, watching dark side of the ring weekly. I used to joke with a buddy of mine. I'd be like, well, who am I taking out of the collection this week? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Probably ultimate warrior. (laughs) Yeah. I I was never a big warrior guy anyway, so I don't really have a lot of warrior, but, um, but it's, it's tough for me, especially because like now my daughter's 10 and she comes in and she looks at him and she asks me about like, oh, well, you know, like what's Bret Hart's story and what's this and what's the, and, I, and I feel like almost obligated to be like, you know, Ric Flair is probably one of the best wrestlers of all time, if not the best wrestler of all time, but he's also not a great person at all. Yeah. And then she'll ask questions. And I don't know. It, it's, it's weird knowing what we know about these guys now but that's what scott said is actually probably the best um explanation of it i've ever heard so it's it i don't know it's it's been weighing on me a lot especially with wrestling figures the last year or so yeah it, it I really get that. it comes down to the uh person who collects the figures there's only a couple people's figures that i took down there was this ex disneyland employee who i always used to support yep and once news broke about him, I had to take his stuff down. Same with another independent wrestler. But it's funny, like Cello Toys making the articulated Dynamite Kid. I have to have it. Yeah. And it sucks because you feel guilty buying it. But at the same time, you're like, but man, that the 80s, the nostalgia, you know, mm-hmm. like Scott said, it's just it comes over you like that. So anyway, yeah. as long as I don't look at the figure and think about Hogan said this but Mm -hmm. I can look at that WrestleMania one Hogan and Mr. T sitting there and be like, WrestleMania one was awesome. I remember renting the video cassette and getting all caught up with WrestleMania. Those are the memories that I I get jogged when I look at those figures. And so that's, that's kind of how I justify it to myself, not, not condoning anything that they've done, you know, over the last 10 or 20 years, whatever. It just, it's my memories that, that help keep the figures in the collection. Like Hulk Hogan claiming he's 10 inches, but Terry Bollea is only <laughs> what that you got that factors in. I'm Scott. not touching that one. Either. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, we could talk yeah. about his 24 inch pythons, but that's where it stops, <laughs> sir. Hogan was the big one for me because it's like, I was never, I was a macho man kid more than I was any of warrior Hogan, but even I can, even now watching like the goosebumps you get when Hogan would come out of that curtain. It's just, it's undeniable. Yep. That Saturday night's main event where he was in the white gear facing Nikolai Volkov in the flag match. Oh my goodness. Or just going, oh my goodness. Or just going to the Oakland Coliseum for a house show. Oh. And yeah. I, t- I told that story on here. You know, I got this little American flag. It was like 45 cents at a 7 <laughs> Eleven. And we're sitting on the incline. And I'm like, Hulk Hogan's going to see me. And he comes out. And <laughs> yeah. he, he points to me. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> he, he saw my flag. He saw my flag. It was worth the 45 cents. <laughs> All I can say is thank goodness that Macho Man hasn't done anything that we know of. That we yeah. know of. Um, sorry to hijack points of articulation. <laughs> no, I, I love that question. That's that's a great question. It's a deep dive question. Like a lot of collectors have different feelings regarding it. Some people can't even look at Hogan or talk about Hogan or it's all up to the individual who collects. For sure. Or so, they won't put like Benoit figures in their collection or they won't put Ric Flair's. They all those figures have gotten taken down. You took down figures, Jeff. It's, I'd actually like to hear who has been like canceled 
out of people's collections, like to where either they sold the figures or they threw them in a bin and stuck them in the garage, like actually pulled them out of the collection, off the wall, out of the detail, whatever. Like what's that I, list of names like? I sold all my flare stuff. Oh, gotcha. did you? Gotcha. After Dark Side of the Ring? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a horrible story. To me, there's a big difference between like, oh, you're a womanizer and you cheat on your wives and stuff, whatever. But like sexual assault's a different thing. No, we get it, man. But, uh, I hear you. And it's like, I have so much Bret Hart stuff too. It's like, you know, as far as we're aware, he's just an asshole. He's <laughs> <laughs> a grumpy old man. Like, he I is. get it. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready for your next quote unquote figure? Bring it. Wait, what do you mean, quote unquote figure? Quote unquote, Scottoon. That's what you mean. Okay, got it. Okay. So yeah. we're doing air quotes. Air quotes. Like when I, I see when I met Gene and Paul last week. Oh, right. Well, yeah. Not at, last at the, week. The kiss wedding. At yeah. The kiss wedding. We told that story. Yeah. Was, you met Gene and you met Paul. My mind was blown, dude. Yeah. I here I've been bragging. I met Gene and Paul at Scott's wedding. Yeah, or how did Scott's... Scott swing this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ultimate Warrior. Speaking of POSs, yeah, Pillow Buddy. Oh, I'm gonna let Jeremy go first on this one. You've got to think it over, don't you? I kind of do. Um, I loved the wrestling buddies and pillow buddies and all that stuff, and that, and I had Warrior and all that, and just again, nostalgia. Me and my brother wrestling them in our living room and hitting them with the fake foil cookie sheets and (laughs) and uh, and all that. I'm gonna give that like an eight, eight, eight point one. 8.1. 8.1. Wow. Okay. I like it. I like it. I mean, you can't really say a bad word about the pillow buddies, right? Like I've always said that that's one of the biggest regrets in my collecting history is when we were buying the Hasbro figures, how many times did we walk down an aisle and see pillow, but literally every time we shopped Hasbro's, the pillow buddies were on that bottom shelf. Yeah. I passed on every single one of them. We saw them numerous times. I thought that I was too cool for school. I was not going to buy a stuffed animal wrestler but I was going to buy this little Hasbro figure that made me way more cool. And I totally kicked my own ass for never buying those. We've since gone back and collected the entire set. Jeff's shared collection. Uh, I love that warrior has the heavyweight title. I think that that's cool. Um, I even love the likeness on them. The fact that they could manage to put that face and, and the sculpt of the body and the, the, the trunks and the belt, everything on a little pillow. It was just a no brainer for kids to go out and buy these things I'm with Jeremy. I'm in the eight ballpark and I'm looking like 8.4, 8.5. I still remember you and I would walk into KB toys and I'm like, Oh Scott, they got the pillow buddies. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's go look at figures. Yeah. And, and you're like, like, look, dude, it's LOD together. You get both of them. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not eh, interested. I'm not interested. I'm not buying and, those pillows. And of course me always looking up to the older brother. It was always like, Oh, okay. Well, Scott doesn't like him. Then I don't like him either, but I kind of want those LOD ones. Those are sick looking or Macho King. You know, that was great looking. Yep. And, and had I bought them, they would have stayed in the box. Oh, you're killing me. Because they would have been collector's items. I would not have opened those. I'm not going to display them on my bed. You know, I would put them in the closet and they'd stay in the box. Yeah. I know that's, that's why it's like one of my biggest regrets in collecting easily. I really like that wire pillow, buddy. I'm going to say, ooh, do I go high sevens or low eights? I'm going to go just because of the face. There's something off with the face. I'm going to go seven, nine. Even though it was like basically painted onto fabric, you're still going <laughs> to knock it. Why did you got to bring that up? Because I want to put you into the eights with Jeremy and I. Be cool. 
well, because of that, now I'm going to just go seven, nine <laughs> you jerk. Don't you don't try to convince me. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Shame on you. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Interesting choice on this one. Stone cold, Steve Austin, bad boy series from Jax. Mm, BCA going BCA stone colds. If I'm not mistaken, this is stone colds first. It was his first figure. Uh-huh. God, did we hunt that thing down? Did you have that one, Jeremy? Yeah, it was. I bought so many bone crunchers. The, the like they were the first figures that I remember going into the store and like seeing on the pegs and buying with my, like my own allowance money was bone crunchers. Yep. So oof. basically, every Austin's like the same though. Yes, but this was the first. Yeah, it's the first. Okay, controversial statement. I'm not the biggest. I was never a Stone Cold fan, so nice. I'm gonna say five point seven. Five point seven. I think that's fair on a BCA. Oh yeah, only two because there. Even though it was his first, there's still not a whole lot of difference between a lot of them. Right. Yeah, yeah. Those first like twenty six that came out <laughs> were essentially like all the same figure, but they had to pump those things out, man, because nothing was hotter than Stone Cold. Yeah. Scott, what you got? So I love that Jeremy used nostalgia earlier to influence the Ludwig score. Okay. So I think I'm going to use a little bit of nostalgia because of all of the hunts that we did at Toys R Us and KB trying to locate the Stone Cold. And I will never forget the day we were at Toys R Us when we found it because you and I and Big Dave specifically went to Toys R Us looking for that. And they had pallet upon pallet upon pallet on the floor because they were doing a full stock. Mm-hmm. And we literally went and looked through like 30 pallets that were just gathered on the floor. And we happened to come across a full case of bad boys, series four Jack's bone crunchers. And <laughs> I think I was running point along with you, Jeff and Dave pulled the case and opened it or Dave yep. and you ran point And I pulled down the case and opened it. We, I think there were four uh, stone stone cold figures in the case. We grabbed all four because you and I got one big Dave got one. And then Nathan, who was working at Caesar's Chicken down the street, mm-hmm. we had to take him one. And we were so excited to find this thing. Was it the best Stone Cold figure? No, of course not. Like it was a bone cruncher. It was exactly what you'd expect out of a bone cruncher. Very faithful to, to everything that you loved about them back in the day. But it was good enough because yep. damn it, Stone Cold was the hottest thing in wrestling. You had to have that figure. We hunted for it. We found it. 6.8. I was going to go 6.1 just because of that story. Yeah. Because I remember yeah. it was a summer day. Yeah. Summer day. Yep. Dave and I were running point on that box while you were just you, you, paper flying from inside the box. You know, <laughs> it's like Christmas morning. Just the hunt of that is what brings the memories back. The figure's not the greatest. It's the right. first stone cold figure. I'm going 6-1. Okay. I like it. Now, have you ever thought about the collector that came in after us and was like, oh, dude, there's a case of the Bad Boy <laughs> Series 4. And they go to look at it. There's Four figures missing. <laughs> All of them stone cold. What assholes took the stone cold thing? <laughs> As we're marching out with our Toys R Us bag, just like dancing. All right. Hey, last figure of the night. This one's for you, Jeremy, because okay. it's Shawn Michaels. Okay. Shawn Michaels Ultimate, where he's in his 1995 look for with all the red tights. All the red gear, I should say. The Ooh, Amazon so- one that just came out? Yep. No. Okay. Well, 10. <laughs> oh okay that, that figure is i actually have it right here uh, bring it down so we can see it because i don't actually have it yet 
Oh, you don't? No. It's uh, there is no fault with this figure, right down to they even kneeled on the one head, the little curl of hair that would come out of his hat. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice! And you can get him right into the pose. Oh yes! Look at that. It even they even thought through how crappy it is when you lose these little accessories like the earrings, and they included an extra set. Nice. So from a packaging standpoint, because I love the Ultimates packaging to the era that this represents for me in my childhood and as a fan of wrestling, as a Sean fan, from right down to the look, the pants, everything, this is a 10 for me. Man, that is a good-looking figure. I, I need to add that one to the collection. I don't have it yet. Yeah, so look, good. that's so good. Jeff, I'm going 9.5 on that. Just based on Jeremy holding it to the camera, that's incredible. And then they added the little curl of hair to the – come on, stop it, Mattel. <laughs> you didn't need to be this good 9.5 so the earrings remind me of ben stiller in the movie was it something about mary <laughs> god damn it dude seriously what? you went it there. does <laughs> that was hair gel not earrings you cannot unsee it now <laughs> oh my gosh you have to critique I have to put this away now. I don't want to look at it. <laughs> Can't Every see time it, you see those earrings. <laughs> Cannot see it, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, no. Warriors blew a 3-1 lead. <laughs> oh, ouch. Yeah. Ouch. You and Justin, man. You and Justin. <laughs> you guys are killing it. Ohio me. players. Despite the fact that we won two of three, I mean, come on now. You have to throw the 3-1 lead. <laughs> Because that one would have been, that probably would have made them the greatest NBA team of all time, right? Because that was the year they won more than the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you didn't. So I, I know. I, it, well, it's like the Patriots. When the Patriots went yeah. 18 and won that same season. I, yeah. I know. <laughs> yep. It's I that know. one. Yeah, I know. One. It's that one. All right. Uh, Scott, what'd you say? Nine, five? Nine, five. Yeah. I do like the Sean. It's a good Sean. The earrings. I, I admit, kind of throw me off a bit because of the Ben Stiller reference I just made. <laughs> what are you laughing about over there? <laughs> You're just gross. I am gross. You're just gross. Hey, people People forget that they have hair gel on their ears sometimes. It does happen. It does happen. I'm going to go 8-3 on that one. So, Jeremy, HBK, greatest of all time? Yeah. Him and Triple H. Uh, now... I would say Sean's the greatest of all time, but Triple H is my favorite of all time. Okay, but like in ring, you'll watch any of his matches, you're going HBK. HBK, and and specifically from Barbershop Window to his to WrestleMania 12. That's my that's my stretch with Sean. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like it. Did we ever tell did you ever hear the story when I cursed out Gorilla Monsoon at WrestleMania 12 <laughs> for restarting the match? <laughs> <laughs> uh no but i can imagine <laughs> we were kind of sitting we were sitting towards the back of the entrance and uh of course me being a mark you know brett and sean tie they they're you know the time expires and just ecstatic because bret hart kept the title i was so stoked and then all of a sudden gorilla comes out he restarts the match as he's walking to the back like i'm cursing at him the whole way back <laughs> i'm like you suck gorilla i hate you you know I'm like, i think yelling. you were like 15 years old yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like so angry at the world and gorilla it's <laughs> just like i hate this he ruined my trip <laughs> that's the magic of it all though you, even if you were older it still sucked you in right it did yep. 
It, it was did. still real to Jeff, damn it. Yeah, and I, I remember watching and they were my two favorites. So it was it was like watching through your fingers. You're like, I don't want either one of them to lose, but I want Sean to win. <laughs> yes, that's where I was too. I loved them both. But yeah, there was something about Sean that year, man. Just he had it. That was one of the best years of a wrestler was that Michael's run right there. Oh yeah. gosh. Yeah. And it was cool. Cause we got to see him, you know, slide down on that zip line and that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, stop being marks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I argue with Jeremy at all. Like if face number one on Mount Rushmore is HBK, I, who, who's, who, how can you argue that? You can't. Right? Like HBK is one of the best ever. So yeah, yeah I, I love that pick. I love that pick. And that rounds out the show. Jeremy, thank you for being on, man. Of course. I, as a person who wasn't collecting wrestling figures and then for whatever reason went on all those years ago and was like, I wonder if there's a podcast for wrestling figures. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a real treat for me to be able to be on here. It really is. I, I bragged about it all week to people who had no idea what fully posable was. I was like, I'm going to be on fully posable. And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for letting me come on and share this with you guys. Absolutely, man. It we was a blast, man. We appreciate you being on, dude. And we love hearing the stories and we love to have you back and share some of your stories that you have regarding in-store purchases and <laughs> denials and whatever oh, man, it may I got, be. I got some doozies. I... <laughs> Start jotting them down because when we do have you back on, you'll be able to just spit them off like that. Oh yeah, I will. <laughs> Jeremy, thank you again for being on. We want everybody to check out Wrestling Toy Tracker. Also, we want everybody to head on over there. If you are in the hunt for any LJNs, Galoobs, Hasbros, Just Toys, Vendoms, Defining Moments, or Retros, check them out. If you are in the hunt to see if you're getting the fair eBay value, check it out, WrestlingToyTracker.com. And I'm going to run down the podcasting buddies list real, real quick. We got Breaker and Bane kicking it off, of course. You got Breaker Side Projects, TB Toycast, and you know it's fake, right? And this past week on the TB Toycast, I was on, Scott. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I was on for Simpsons too. They actually said that if they ever did a mask, they wanted me back on, but I said they need to have you on. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be a lot of fun to talk to them about that. Yeah. So again, that's TB Toycast where I was on this past week talking Simpson figure series two. We got the Positively Pro Wrestling podcast as well with Steve and Eric. Of course, we got the Chick Foley's show with Sesh, Sheena, and Marco. Also, we want you guys to check out Wrestling Cheers, where Justin Summers does a fun interview slash Northeast Ohio-based wrestling podcast show for AIW. So check that out. We also want to thank Justin for being on last week. That was a lot, a lot of fun. Check out RJ over at Ringside Rant. Got Marty and Rucker doing boot to the face. Just do a Google search for all these podcasts or on Apple. Tim's pulling up a chair with the fig life. You got soda and ethan talking nascar over in the marbles pod and scott what you got for drunk wrestling history yes give us a follow on twitter at wrestling underscore drunk the show that dropped this past friday it was kind of a two-parter first we played a game with some call-in listeners yes one of whom was mike the cleaner yep and spoiler alert he won yes and the game was is it wrestling or is it porn <laughs> and eddie put some sound clips together <laughs> and I've got to say, Cleaner knows his stuff. <laughs> so big congrats to the Cleaner on the big win there. He got himself an old school WWF comic book 
has boss man and Mountie on the front. Uh, the second part of the episode was the watch along of the famous or infamous HBK versus Hogan SummerSlam 2005. Wait, 05, 06? Oh, 2005. Thank you. 2005. <laughs> we, we talk a little bit about HBK's mad bumping in that match. Give it a listen wherever you find your podcasts at. We're Drunk Wrestling History. We're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. By the way, the other prize that you could win outside of the sticker book was the glass that was broken off of Sasha Banks' rental car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think Eddie told the story on there, but real quick, he happened to be working around the corner from where Sasha's car got broken into. She posted the picture. Eddie's like, oh my gosh, that's right around the corner from me. He went by at about 2 a.m. the following morning, I guess you could say, and the glass was still sitting on the ground. He He's out there like a true mark with a little broom and dustpan, and he's sweeping up black pieces of glass, and uh, <laughs> they packaged it into four separate vials. So uh, Cleaner chose the comic book, but I can't remember the caller's name that got the glass before him. Gary. So there's, that. what's that? Uh, last name was Garing. Last name's Garing. Thank you. So he has one of four vials of Sasha Banks rental car window glass. <laughs> One of four, folks. It's pretty rare. Oh, it's one of four. (laughs) (laughs) Also, check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Scott Rokoff. Going to throw it out to Jason Wolf. If you need artwork of any type, Jason Wolf is your guy. Give him a follow on his social media accounts at The Art of Jason Wolf. Hit him up. Commission some artwork. Check out his custom chop shop where he does custom Hasbro figures. You will not be disappointed. Again, Jason Wolf at The Art of Jason Wolf. And finally, of course, Jeff, your favorite. Mm -hmm. outsidersbeardco.com all those cookie scents and stuff for your butt hairs not smelling like no no, your beard hairs your beard hairs yes thank you uh because because your your butt hairs shouldn't smell like cookies but if they do that's awesome that's true yes that's true and you can use it on your beard too and you can also use it on your beard that's correct jeff waxes and oils yes waxes and oils and waxes and oils Great products for your beard to keep it looking and smelling fresh because, Jeff. Yes. You don't want your beard hairs. Smelling like your butt hairs. Outsidersbeardco.com. <laughs> and that rounds out roll call. And Jeremy, why don't you get your plugs in one more time? Um, you can come visit me at my comic shop in Menor, Ohio, Comics and Friends. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Ohio. Um, and you can read me write about and review toys and movies and all kinds of other stuff, whatever they have me writing at bleedingpool.com. Awesome. And again, it's been a blast having you on, man. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Scott, anything else for episode 346? Stay safe, stay healthy, fig license 2016 and happy toy hunting. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening to episode three, four, six. And Jeremy, thank you for being on again. Thank you, Jeremy. Hashtag fig life. Adios. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. With the OGs of WFP. 
fully posable Thank you all for listening It ain't no storyline, real life siblings So everybody go and do your toy spotting Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the kings